on today's Domain Sherpa, Media Options Senior Broker Chris Zeicher joins us. He shares seven dimensions of how domains impact brands, and he gets worried that he's sharing too much of his secret sauce. Stay tuned. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. Finally, if you're a domain name investor, don't you have unique legal needs that require domain name technical know-how and industry experience? That's why you need Stephen Lieberman of Greenberg and Lieberman or Jason Schaefer of Esquire.com. Go search for Jason Schaefer or Stephen Lieberman on Domain Sherpa, watch their interviews, and you can see for yourself that they can clearly explain issues, can help you with buy-sell agreements, deal with website content issues and UDRP actions, and even help you write your website terms and conditions. Stephen Lieberman and Jason Schaefer are the lawyers to call for internet legal issues. See for yourself at Esquire.com or APlegal.com. Hey, Sherpa Network. Chris Zeicher and I are excited to be here today to talk with you about the seven dimensions of how domains impact brands. Chris, you have been such a prolific writer for the Media Options blog, and you've said that that's your learning style. Um, you've certainly created a learning opportunity for everyone in the domain industry. Um, tell me more about how you've come to have your perspective and put them into these, you know, really thorough blogs, great for corporations. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Tess. You know, it, it's interesting. I love that intro, by the way, <laughs> because that's really where I, where I came in at, right? I, mean, I never, three years ago, you couldn't have told me like, hey, like you're going you're gonna to be selling domain names because like three or four years ago, I think it's like three and a half years ago now, like I, I, I didn't own a domain name. I had no idea there was a market for domain names um, yeah, or the impact of domain names. So I was probably like your typical executive that you're reaching out to, right, on a domain name. And so that's the key, Chris, that, I mean, you are just golden um, because, because of that, you understand right, right. corporate America, you understand what they want. You understand, did anybody ever talk to you about domains and you think that was dumb or didn't make sense? You know, they talked to me about marketing. Okay. So just a, a, a recap, I, I, I managed accounts calling on Walmart, Target, Sam's Club for 15 years, maybe 16 years. And I actually worked at Walmart corporate headquarters. And so I managed like very large accounts. So cars, accounts doing a hundred million dollars in revenue. Okay. That was the largest one, obviously scaling over the years, but a lot of money, right? So I, I had, I had access and I had, had responsibility for big budgets, including marketing budgets directly related to my account. And so, um, no, they didn't come with domains, but I remember like the social aspect of marketing, like we were still stuck back and I think still a lot of companies are still stuck back in the old way of marketing. They don't truly understand the new way of online and digital marketing. And so I think when I, my experience and my experience of, of the community down here of Walmart suppliers is that a lot of them still don't understand. I think we're still at the cusp of online marketing, still understanding this. And so it's interesting when I, when I, Oh, I just wanted to say for our viewers, you live more or less at nah, Walmart's international headquarters. Yes. And in Bentonville, Arkansas. 
Yeah, Bentonville, <laughs> Arkansas. And people think like, Arkansas, that's Podong. Yeah. And I mean, I remember visiting a few times and I was so impressed. I remember, I remember, do you remember this? That we went to a party <laughs> with, and that's the, you know, a reception or something with um, all master's business students at the mm. university. I mean, that's right. just not the first thing a lot of people think of when they think of Arkansas. Right, and right. I was, I was so impressed by how educated, corporate, brilliant um, all, all these people were. I mean, yeah. it's a, because Walmart is there, then all these other enormous- Right, right. Every, every supply manufacturer has an office down here in Benville, Arkansas. And I think, I mean, I must've been in the MBA program, Beth, because I went to the MBA at U of A, Sam Walton School of Business, right? Walmart. But yeah, anyway, so I had that experience. About. Yeah, yeah. So I had that experience, right? That experience of, of, of corporate America coming to domain names. So fast forward, right? So three and a half years, working with domain names. And I use the blog really as a way to, to read, did you said, I mean, it's perfect, like research and come to this understanding of, of domain names. Like how do, how do we educate the community on domain names? Um, but at the same time, help to sell more domain names, right? That's, that's one of the reasons why I write them because when you can, when you can bring education back to the investment, back to like domain strategies, you can help to, to, um, to sell it. Okay. That, that, that's a very crude way, but here's what happens. Okay. So in sales, 98%, maybe 99 in domain names of the people you contact have a different worldview. And that worldview does not allow them to buy domains because they're not, not in tune with domain names. Okay. And so Even what you have to do marketing companies. Well, okay. I mean, sorry. Yeah, no, no, the good point. So, I mean, there are people like when I say 98%, right? I'm talking about the broader market of, of businesses. Okay. Okay. Now, when we narrow it down, we narrow down the people that communicate with this and bias. That's obviously a different, a different segment of that. Okay. What I'm saying is that when you do outbound outreach, so I'm on like my 60,000th contact point for domain names. 60,000. Okay. 60, You've I've talked to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of owners. I've been told no a lot of times. I've been cussed at a lot of times. Okay. I've had it happen. So here's the key is that their worldview doesn't allow them to see. So that's what my, my blogs are there to do is there to show them and have them consider the possibility the worldview is not going to get them where they need to be in, in this new economy, right? The digital economy, the digital from a digital strategic standpoint, breaking their frames, breaking their worldview. So that's where we came up with And that's the title of today's talk, right? The seven dimensions to a domain. Like what are the seven ways that a domain name impacts a brand? Um, it impacts a, a company, impacts the digital marketing strategy. Yeah, it's a great, great question. And you know, in a way, I feel like domains are assets a lot like um, art or, um, um, or jewels that um, they grow in value. It's easy to, you know, avoid some tax circumstances. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty liquid. And so I just like the little visual here. When you say the seven dimensions, I see a diamond or a ruby. Like ah, these like are it. sparkling, valuable assets. And there are many facets, many dimensions. And I really appreciate, Chris, how you bullet point it out and make it so, oh, no pun intended, crystal clear. Um, <laughs> so so let's, let's go. Seven dimensions of how domains impact brands. Um, global positioning, you said, is number one. Oh, so, I don't want to yeah. steal the thunder. Maybe yeah, so you want to say it. 
it's kind of from start to to from the from macro to micro, right? So why don't we why don't we recap and first test, then we can kind of hit each one of these. And I had okay. a point I was going to make. Wait, why did you do macro to micro? Well, I mean, it's not a macro to micro, but I mean, there there's there is. Um, can well, I say, okay, I so the, well, the well, you know, let's just go through and, and you'll see, right? So okay. first, well, I see you as capturing a sales funnel, macro to micro. Yeah. You know, I just, I, Chris, I'm really blown away with how you think. Um, okay, so we'll we'll hammer them out and then go into the details. Uh, numero uno. Okay, so the 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 first one is global. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all seven. Now you know what we won't go through all seven. Is that way they have to listen to this whole this whole video okay no no you uh, do it however you want no no no, no. Well, wait, well, wait well let's listen to the first one so the first one is this global positioning and it's interesting so the more companies that we reach out to the more companies i talk to the the more i truly believe that global positioning is one of the most overlooked aspects of domain names and, and branding and here's why i say this is that only one company can own the global positioning for any keyword, right, in the .com. So purple, purple.com, I think the first one we started talking about this call, it was like purple.com, right? Hey, let's have a talk on purple.com. I was like, ah, oh, I don't know if I can talk at 30 minutes. We probably could, but let's expand that out. So purple.com, there was purple bricks. They've raised like $300 million, right? There's purple mattress. They've always raised quite a bit of money. They bought purple.com. But now they own the global position for purple. And where this is important is that is when the messaging starts to take effect, they like they'll always hold a piece of the mind frame of anyone who does marketing around purple now. So purple bricks, they'll do their marketing and great. They're gonna hit their consumers where they need them for 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 real estate. But guess what? Like if someone has seen the commercial for purple, they're going to think like, okay, well, and they're gonna hear that and think purple banters, right? There's this halo effect of, of natural. And it's because of how they they own that. So another example is Kraken. Okay, so wait. Kraken. So so let's just, so purple. You're saying right? There are a bunch of brands that have purple in them somewhere. Yes. Purplebricks.com yes. is this real estate um, a startup that no, no, it's, not, it's pretty established. They've raised like over three hundred million dollars. It's primarily the UK. Uh, they're coming to the United States. Yeah. Well, I know they, um, in March 26th of this year, they secured $177 million investment. And that is basically what they're using to start in New York. Um, they've right, been, right. they're, they're okay. Yeah. Thing. It's another hundred million. So it's a hundred million between friends, right? Yeah. That's 177 uh, million. If, if that okay. 77 doesn't matter to you, I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> round, round up, round down. I prefer rounding up when I'm receiving. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think I do too. Yeah. But Just yeah, so know. they've raised the money test, right? So, so, but, but, and I'm sure like when you hear this, well, hey, we're purple bricks. Listen, I got it. But here's the thing. You just open the door to make your brand irrelevant because the messaging now of purple is going to be dominated by purple mattress. And so how many, like when you think about how our, our brains work, and there's, there's a study done by recent recent, it was, it was this, it was a positioning study. It was Reese, Reese, Reese.com, a positioning study done in the 70s. And talks about how when you say, when you ask someone, hey, name the top five brands in any industry, right? We rank them, we rank them on how, what, how they impact us, okay? So if you're someone who's cheap, you're gonna, or you know, if you're someone who's affordable, right? I mean, done affordable. If someone who's luxury, it's going to be done luxury. You rank them, we rank brands, right? So that, that's one thing. There's ranking brands. There's a study done by Seagal and Gale that talks about simplicity and how 
we leave a lot of money on the, on the table because we make things complicated and, and more simple. So there's all these studies that are done that show the impact of branding. Now they own that. Now I want to just switch gears here to Kraken because I think Kraken, you can put a little, some numbers behind it. So Kraken, I talk about this in several of my LinkedIn videos, LinkedIn posts and, and Facebook. And I think we have it on our website. Yeah, Kraken, on the Media Options website. Yes. Yeah, Media Options. Yeah. So Kraken Exchange and Kraken Rum. So Kraken Rum came out, I think, a year or two years before Kraken Exchange. They went out with KrakenRum.com. Most likely because they said, hey, we don't need Kraken, right? What they did is they opened up the door for another brand to come in with Kraken, Kraken Exchange. Now, this is the global positioning, right? So they spent $13 million in advertising the first year. And if is I got that number wrong, people? Just, the wrong people, yeah. So if I, if I got that wrong, correct it in the link in, down in the comments below, okay? But they spent a lot of money advertising the first year or two years, right? I had this on, on our blog. Thirteen million is a lot of money. They had a massive head start to their brand, okay? Yeah. And that's not including the amount of money they spent over the years marketing that. But because they didn't acquire Kraken.com, another brand came in, Kraken Exchanges. Now back then, I'm sure they're thinking, I mean, crypto, come on, like that's not never going to be a thing. Don't even worry about it, right? Boom. Last year hits, you know, it takes off. Now, if you look up Kraken, they dominate the positioning and search for Kraken. Okay, they dominate that positioning. So that's what I mean by global positioning. When you have that, you're, when you don't own the dot-com, when the dot-com is available and you don't buy that, you're leaving that open for another brand to come in and make your marketing irrelevant. Even with that head start that they had and the investments that they had, when you look up Kraken, Kraken Exchange dominates. So, so you're looking up Kraken rum, you're thinking, okay, look up Kraken, right? It's rum. I mean, that goes by default. Boom. Now you're seeing cracking crypto exchange, right? So that's what I mean by saying when you don't own the global positioning and it's available, another brand with, with financing, with advertising that gets it is what, going to come What in. are you saying? Another oh, brand yeah. that has financing that, that can come in and gets it. Listen, they, they're going to come in and they're going to potentially make your brand irrelevant. Yeah. Nitro.com is another so if you're going to try, what if you're, if you're going to try to go global or even if you're not, um, if you're looking, you know, like Kraken and purple, they seem kind of like different and like not tons of people took them. So that makes them a good target, but then that's what everybody's looking for. So it kind of backfires and then they don't invest in the marketing. So or they do invest in marketing, but not in the domain aspect of it. Even if you have a trademark, if you don't own Kraken.com or Purple.com yeah. and someone else does, they're going to bulldoze you. They're There's gonna 45 different you. primary classes for a trademark. 45. So I've got a trademark. I've got a trademark. I've got a trademark. Like, I mean, you, like there's many different, like, yes, they have Kraken Rum. Okay. Yes. Kraken Exchange is not going to use it for Kraken Rum, but they own Kraken. And, yeah. and what it is, it's, it's, the, it's the, the voice and the communication for all things Kraken. The voice and yeah. communication for all things purple. Well, and when you say voice and communication, what I see in my head is page one, page two, page three of Google. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because even if you, you know, say something on, if I search Kraken, something on Kraken.com is going to come up for a second, third, fourth, exactly. right? Or purple but now, right? Then yeah. what's going to come up after that are people talking about Kraken.com, links to Kraken.com, and then Kraken Rum is like, Right, right. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Or, you know, Google will, you know, you type in purple and Google automatically, boom, you know, puts it in, right? So oh, it's, this thought, yeah. it's this thought that and you don't own, own your domain. You are, you very easily are going to 
your brand, there's a huge, massive risk to your brand, massive risk to your investment. Now, now could Purple Bricks have bought Purple? Probably wouldn't even have seen the purchase. Yeah, they probably could have. They probably could have acquired that much better, much easier, right? Could Kraken Rum, I forget who owns that, could they have acquired Kraken? Absolutely. Yeah. And they'd own it. And they would keep another brand from coming out with the positioning for, for, for Kraken, right? So it's, it's like a hedge, right? You're keeping the, let's say you don't even use it. You're still keeping another brand from being formed and from the, the dominant market position. Now this can go positive, negative, right? If there's, if there's a fraud case around that, boom, now they've sold it possibly your brand. So global positioning is a big first dimension to why domain names are important. Okay, hang on. I just heard fraud and all of a sudden I'm thinking, gee, crack an exchange, that's money, a basically a financial institution. And Purple Brick, their real estate, and I know what kind of documents I share with my real estate agent, right? Um, right? I mean, highly sensitive um, documents. And so all of a sudden I'm thinking, even if you're not worried about another brand coming in there, there's also a lot of security concerns. Um, even if an investor owns purple.com and they don't, I mean, they don't, but whatever right. your brand is and they don't have it, you know, really secured or set, it's easy to spoof something like that. Um, that's well, it's, uh, that's and scary. I would say, I would say it's here the other way around. Right. So, I mean, I mean, when you look at some of these domains that are complicated, listen, like you, you, you switch one letter around, and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, I mean, so I mean, we're, we can we can hit that when we talk like domain strategies. Um, but yeah, brand global positioning is very important. Where I was going is that let's say that the global the person like Purple, there's you know, it, or one of these brands, if there was ever something that was bad that created ill will in 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 the market for that keyword, well then that has a halo effect also on the way down, right? So there's um, there's the halo effect up from them. There's also halo effect down from them. How goes that? So. I would just say this. I think that global positioning is the most underlooked reason why brands need to own their keyword domain name on the positioning. And I would say that when crack and rums instance, how much, how many millions have they spent? We know 13 million plus subsequent, subsequent like investments. Yeah. What could they've had the domain for back then? I mean, probably like low six figures, maybe five, like, you know, who knows, yeah. right? It's 13. I mean, it's, it's, let me just spell it out for anybody listening on the podcast. It's K-R-A-K-E-N. Like, that couldn't have been that hard to acquire with a how many million dollar budget, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So they could have owned it, and yeah. they didn't. So, and, and, they, and now look at their marketing, right? So that, that buildup that they've had for their marketing now is this halo effect to crack in. They've lost social positioning. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, and it just, could be the other way too, you know, cracking rum, like rum is all about drinking, partying, having fun. I are, I'm envisioning people on a boat or on a beach. Right. Um, and if it were the other way, if you've got, you know, something that you want to be a serious financial institution and all of a sudden some rum company comes along, right. takes yours, then yeah. you look you know, that's what you're talking about, the reverse halo, okay. right? Here's another example. I just saw this example today, and uh, it was Casey, I, the guy I follow on LinkedIn. His name's Casey. Casey, I'm so sorry. I can't remember your last name. I'm going to put it in the links below, okay? Did I you like just Casey. say Casey Kasem? No, no, Casey. It's Casey. I forget Casey's last name, but I follow him on LinkedIn. Anyways, he brought, he brought, up, he brought up Clio, Clio.com and meetclio.com. Okay, there's a company out there, an AI company that does, that does 
AI for your bank accounts and they came up with Meet Clio. Awesome idea. But then Clio.com is this other entity that's highly branded Clio for domain documentation and whatever. On, on first view, they don't look like they're connected at all. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they are. I don't, I don't believe they're connected, but that's another great example of like, there's the, the position is taken. They're trying to come up with something else. All they're going to do is create confusion for the other brand. The other brand's so strong. Oh, it it's kind like of the same thing ish. It's like um, cloud applications, big data, business intelligence. And even though I think maybe to someone like in our audience, that we can see the difference between those two things. And clearly you can get different trademarks for those two things. Um, to your average like business person might just think they're at the other place, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's confusing. AI, like, it's cloud, yeah. it's other people doing things for you, being efficient, and they just move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. It's, it's so, okay, that's just one. How long, how long have we gone for, Tess? Um, let I, me I didn't, see. Okay, we're 19 minutes in. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll have to do a second edition now because now we can only get through like two, right? What is it, a 30-minute? No, we'll, we'll just, we'll go till we're done. Um, no, well, I don't know. We'll <laughs> figure like it out. two hours. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not forever. I bet, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we had a long intro. So number two, we okay. got number one, global positioning. Number two. Global positioning, very important. Now, number two is industry positioning. Okay, so what is the industry positioning for your brand? And I want to, I got to look here on the, give me one second here. Okay, while you look, I'll just say, so global positioning is basically against anybody anywhere in the world. Um, industry positioning is, you know, mattress firm against mattress firm, more or less, you know, AI to AI. Yes, yep. Okay, God, I don't know why I can't. Come on, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, no. I'm trying to look up, because I have an example here of the payment space, and I can't oh. find that email, so just bear with Is me. Is it Send Inc? No, no, I just had an example of all the domains in this space. Okay. And give me just two more seconds, sorry viewers for this delay. Now, you're really, really impressive at researching because the delay of you looking it up is nothing compared to the delay of other people never finding it, <laughs> you know? Okay, so I remember what I did. I, I did a podcast on this is what I did. Okay. So, but I found, I found it. So, so industry, yeah, to your point, Tris, industry positions, how does your brand relate to the, your competitors? So when someone, like, so often in our minds, we think we, we operate in a vacuum, but we don't. Like today, nothing happens in a vacuum and, and how your customers find you and how they research you is done through Google, right? And so, or like a search engine sometimes, right? There's a percentage that'll type it in that may see your ads, but there's also search engine, right? Like let's say they even come through, through, through an ad, they may go back and, you know, come pull back and look at the general brands. And so you are dependent upon like the, the page in Google, right? It could be 10 or 14, right? I have that right or 18, whatever. How many ads there are, how many organic organics there are. You're not seen in a vacuum. And so one of the things that most companies, people look at is they scroll down, they look at your domain name because let's say you're looking up retirement plan or ERP software or any of these domain names. Guess what? It's all the, like all the descriptions are the same practically. Like seriously, right? Go look up stock photos, like freeze, like they're all the same. And it's funny. You're right. 
you know? So the only differentiation is your domain name. And it's like, hey, do I trust this, this domain? Do I trust the link? Do I trust the, the string, right, of, of, this, of this location? So industry position is very important. How you're, how you're viewed, we call it pre-positioning, pre-framing, okay? There's a book that I, that I like here. Pitch anything, okay? It's pre-framing. You're pre-framing your brand. It's very important. How you come across, how you communicate, how you pre-frame is done with your domain name right there. And so here's an example. So with, with the payment space, there, there is, I'm just going to read some brands to you, right? And how do these brands, you know, we're, we're, we're brokering a domain name, uh, retirementplan.com. You can see some of these, these brands, right? For Finance, Access Pay, Aiden, A-D-Y-E-N, Airwallex, Behalf, Bill Trust, BitPesa, uh, BlackRock, uh, Braintree Payments, BuzzTime, CardFlight, Clearant, CloudPay, Coinify, Coins, uh, Credit Shop, Currency Cloud, Currency Fair, Dream Payments, Ethica, Exactuals, EasyBob, EasyTab, Flint, Flight, F-L-Y-T, Flywire, GoCarless. But okay, you get the point, okay. right? That's All like, I'm thinking is, dear position. God, our transcription service is going to take an extra <laughs> week to get this done because how do you spell any of those? And to Boom, our viewers, like if we were on a, like I was listening to the radio this morning with my boys and they were like doing their Friday morning contest, right? right? And like, I'm like, I could have a Friday morning contest right now. Who can remember one of those brands that you just said? Yeah. I remember the bad spelling one. Was it F-L-Y-T or something? F-L-Y-T. Bloom is another one. B-L-O-O-M with three O's. But like, here's the thing, though, right? and, and that's a retirement plan. Like, yeah, B L O O. Well, and all, I, I don't know if that I reached out for that one. For that one, no, no, I'm sorry. This was this was this was this was that this was a different domain at word brokering. Okay, either way, um, they but, need a new domain. Um, but yeah, like exactly, like it's industry positioning, like how people come, like consumer intent when they come, and they, I mean, we make unconscious decisions all day long, right? It's four to five seconds, I think, is what they say. The unconscious decision is. It's in a millisecond when we hit a domain name. There's a book that I read. It is Persuasion by Caldini. Yeah. And yeah, we make it in a, in a nanosecond. Yeah. And so your domain name, like you're, you're judging these brands. You're, when they come, like, is, do they match my consent? Okay, does it look like it's something I would trust with my finances, right? Even if you click on it, there's that hesitation because of, of your brand, right? Especially yeah. when you add... Oh, and even if it's not your retirement plan, I'm trusting them with my finances. If I'm buying something from them, I'm giving them my credit card. Guess what? B-L-O-O-O-M. You're not getting my credit card because I don't know what you're going to do. A, it's a big company. I mean, they, they have raised a lot of money. Um, wow. Okay. The domain, okay. What, what, the domain name, I think what I was broken was PMT.com, short for payment.com. Oh, I like that. It was, in our, yeah. it was in the last month's so, news. So what you're so, saying is I'm hearing some vocabulary here that I think every one who wants to sell a domain or explain the value of domain needs to know. You've said pre-framing, pre-suasion, and there was another one like pre-framing, pre- I don't know. Well, whatever. We should, we should charge for this, this video. Honestly, I think this video we should charge for because this is like my secret sauce here, okay, guys? Like how we've sold a lot of domain names. And my view coming in from the outsider coming in, not knowing much and having to kind of reinvent this and coming up with these. 
Yeah. Well, you got more secret sauce than just what you know. Uh, what oh, I see yeah. in this video, Chris, is your energy, your enthusiasm. That's contagious. And also your confidence. I see you just grabbing a book right there. Like you didn't plan that. I know you've got 10 books right there. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. That are the best business books. You know, like you're always really well informed. And I think it's difficult for um, someone in a corporate position who doesn't own a great domain to talk with you and not walk away saying, wow, I want some of that, that guy's knowledge. Um, oh, that's too nice. But I, I think, I mean, like what we have to do in the domain world, we have to take these, these best practices from these, these marketing books, these, these, these books, we apply them to domains and how we sell them and, and how we communicate them, right? Because the, the, the days of saying, hey, it's like real estate, it's over. Like it doesn't work. It's too general. It doesn't, it doesn't like boom, punch through their, 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 uh, what, how did I say it in the beginning of this? Probably I said they have a, their, their perspective, right? What I say, you had to punch oh. through. The, yeah, they're, um, they're, uh, you did like their worldview. Their world, yeah, it doesn't break their worldview. It's not going to come in. Oh, it's like real estate. Like I get it. Like I like that analogy. Well, yeah, but and in a way sense. I feel like I own a house. I already have one. I'm not going to move. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's what people think. They're like, I have a domain. I have a brand. I invested in it. I set it up the way I want. You say, Hey, your hundred million dollars of marketing is going to be made irrelevant next year, by the way, because this other company bought this and they're going to put money. It's a little different. Like it's a little different. Like, okay, wow. Like I better, I better think about that. You know, yeah. like goal position and position are pretty important. Yeah. And okay, that's, I mean, talk more about interesting positioning. Okay, so I mean that that's that's really it. it. It's there's examples in every industry, right? So industry positioning also comes up to your to how your your domain strategies. Okay, so for instance, the domain strategies that we talk about, or what's your brand? I did a a, a, a pod I mean, <clears throat> did a blog on this. So Tess, I don't know if we can link it down below again. Yeah, we'll figure it out. The first link. So I did it on domain strategy. So there's the like owning your brand, owning a sub brand. Um, if you have a sub, if you have multiple brands that like a, like a, a PNG, for instance, they have, you know, multiple brands, right? Tide being one of them, they own PNG and they own Tide. Okay. Then yeah. there's marketing campaign domains, right? So how teaspoon is owned by, uh, I always get it wrong. Uh, they're in Minnesota. I don't know how I forget. It. It's like one of the biggest food companies. That's okay. Craft. No, no, no. Um, I want I was thinking three M no, it's, uh, Ah, General Mills, G General Mills. Tea, so they're, they're out, like, they own teaspoon.com, right? So babies are owned by jandj.com, right? Surveying, uh, surveying.com is owned by one of the biggest surveying companies, okay? So that's your marketing campaign domain. Look at Merrill Lynch. They own Merrill Lynch, owns a ton of domain names regarding like Go Lynch, whatever, right? The, those are marketing campaign domain names that they use. Yeah. Category defined domain names are marketing campaign domain names. So like an erpsoftware.com, Right, the retirementplan.com, like a stockphotos.com, category management, uh, content marketing.com. Those are marketing campaigns slash branded domains, right? They can be cut, they can go either way, but they allow for industry position, they allow you to dominate and, and dominate and control the conversation for that positioning. So I don't want to get stuck here on hey, it's just owning your brand, how your brand comes in, because that's very important, right? How your brand plays among your competitors, because you will be judged. In three, like less than a second or three seconds or five, whatever. You're going to be judged. How does your brand stack up to other brands in the category? Is it fun? Is it relevant? Does it, does it match the ethos of your brand? Is it trustworthy? 
Yeah. But also industry positioning, when you think about it, the, these category-defined domain names are very important because they also allow you to come in and dominate the conversation around that, like overnight. Yeah, overnight. I often say, right. like, I often say, like, when people come back to me, they say, well, oh, that's too expensive. I say, well, what's the lifetime value of one client? Lifetime? What, like, what's, like, do you know that? Okay, first, if you don't know that, you need to, right? Yeah. Because it's pretty important, like, like if you get them in your funnel, what's the lifetime value over time that that client is worth? And so owning that category-defined domain name and being able to tell your salespeople, hey, if you want some more information, we're here, but we also have this other, other site, like whatever, whatever that category-defined domain is, right? Let's say it's ERP software. Let's say it's stock, whatever it is, right? You can bring them back there. And that makes you look like a leader that, brings, that builds trust, that builds that that you're able to dominate the conversation around that keyword because you own it. Mm-hmm. Industry positioning is how, you're, how your brand is positioned. So that goes into the different domain strategies that you have, but how your brand is positioned in the marketplace. Beautiful. Yeah, it makes sense. And it gives, I think, a new vocabulary here. Um, and, and more important than just somebody's new vocabulary, I think it's their vocabulary. I think it's corporate America's vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. That you're right. We need to update from just it's real estate. It's more. Yeah, it's more than that. It's and it and it's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three. So back up. Number one, global positioning. Number two, industry positioning. Number three. Okay. Number three. We'll we'll go through these a little faster because I'm like dying. It's like a hundred degrees in my room here. Why because do you want to? It's just where my room is located in my house. And I don't want to turn the fan on because it'll, it'll kill the, the audio. But okay, so the third one is this, is branding. Like, okay, branding. Now, yes, branding is an industry position. Yes, it's, it's global position, But it's how your employees talk about your brand. Like how they talk about you, right? It's how your customers talk about your brand. It's how your customers talk about you. It's, the brand, it, it's like the ethos of, of how your brand interacts. It's the DNA of your company. Yeah. Very important. So when your when when your domain doesn't match your, your your brand, it sends us messages of confusion. Right? That hey, we're not good enough to own our brand. You know, another company beat us to it. We have to settle for you know meet something right or try something. So that's why if you go on to our blog, try Dave. It was it was a originally been interviewed done by name names pro name pros. Names pro or name pros? Name pros. I'm dyslexic. Okay, thank you. Uh, James does a good job with his interviews, like awesome, read every one of them. And he, like Dave, I think they spent like $240,000 or something like that. So once again, check the blog down below. So it's, it's one of the things they, they, Dave.com and they well, well, it as Dave.com? No, no, no. What they said is that we don't, we don't want to be known as Tri-Dave. Like we're doing finances. We want to be known as Dave.com, not Tri-Dave.com. You see, so- they, it was important that they owned that positioning for their brand up front, right? So it wasn't, yes, it was global positioning, yes, it was industry positioning, but it was branding. It's how their very customers want to talk about their brand. So there's yeah. this branding aspect to it this, in that you don't realize it, but it hits the very, it hit, like hits the DNA. Yeah. Well, I mean, of, I can of say, how you talk about your brand. and I mean, maybe, maybe I'm a special customer um, because, uh, you know, of domain background, but our, you know, we have a host, Flywheel. I call them Flywheel, and every time I refer to them, and pretty much every time I need to go to their website, I type in flywheel.com, and then I go, oh my gosh, that's right, they don't own it, and then I go to getflywheel.com. But when you go to their website, it, like their brand is Flywheel. They, 
I don't, I'm going to do a control F on their website for the word get. Down below, okay. they say, you know, oh, wow. get crazy okay. fast load times. That's the only time the word get is in there besides in the domain name. So why is their domain get flywheel? Why? You know, and how many internal documents do they accidentally send to that? How many times yeah. does yeah. the employee ouch, say, ouch, oh, ouch. send that to us at fly? I mean, even if you say, thanks for contacting flywheel. I didn't contact flywheel.com. Ouch. It's confusing. I mean, it's, it's, so it's that's like, what you're saying here. Well, here's what I say is I say there's not, a, there's not an elite brand that does not own their positioning online, right? Elite brand. When you look at the elite brands. Okay. And so, I mean, this conversation is not to beat up on, on, on brands, right? I mean, we're not, we're not here to beat them up. But, like, it's very real. It's like it, this confusion that you're creating if you don't, these first three, right? It impacts your marketing. We're, uh, I, I just, that's the next one. But it's very real to the ethos. It's very real to, to your brand. It's very real. And that's why, so I think our next, our next video we should do should be about the three market factors in domain names, right? Okay. And how the market's shifting and changing because that would be that would be a cool a cool next video. I like it. All right, I'm writing it down. Okay. If, if we get like like if if people watch this one, right? So we gotta like we gotta make it interesting. We gotta give us some like incentive. Like, listen, if we don't get more than like ten comments, I'm done. Like, I'm not coming back, right? Like, I want to hear some like some comments. Like, hey, good stuff. You stink, <laughs> right? Horrible. You're wrong. Like, I mean, hey, good, bad, whatever. Comment. Like, <laughs> let, 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 let let us know you're paying attention, right? All right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So branding, I hear you. You're saying, you know, it's hard to really to sell something, to back something when you don't own what you want, you know, what you, who you are, what, who you're Here's saying the, you are. Some of the best sales in, in, in history, domain sales, they're effortless. Mm -hmm. You show the guy the domain name and they buy it because these, these founders, these CEOs, they understand branding. They understand they, they're elite at creating brands they get it hmm. and yeah. there's and and like a ring.com listen a million bucks done right yeah because they understand now the impact of a great brand they yeah. understand the impact of this and so there's that segment of the population these are the guys you want to broker like sell domain to because like there's no explanation needed it's like do i have a use case for it what's the price all right boom done great yeah there's well many of i want to jump like in them. And say, Mike Seiger interviewed um, um, Ring.com. He interviewed the, the CEO and founder and said, why did you buy this? What, you know, years ago, what, you yeah. know, and he had a different positioning and plan than, I mean, there are all these other doorbell sites out there, but guess which one Amazon bought, you know? And, and it, part of that also, when you're approaching um, a larger corporation for a buyout, um, if you ever plan to do that, you're going to stand out when you're ring.com instead of, I, I can't even remember right now. Actually, I looked into buying. It was a uh, doorbell something. It was uh, a. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I can't even remember. Um, so, ring. but like, that's, that's another great discussion, right? Sometimes the easiest people to sell to are not the big corporations. Like you think, oh, they've got this big thing going because what happens is that you get siloed. You have, you really have to have a laser focus on the correct contact point on a big company. Yep. And, and sometimes they're yeah. like, we have a marketing budget. We have a whole ecosystem, but this, yes, yeah, sky bell is the other one. And that's, you know, that I remember when these all came out and we were all talking about the different ones, but I mean, yeah. 
it's just it, it's just a different level. Yeah, branding branding is so important, and and yeah. and the next video we do on the three so we, we can get more into that because that one is okay. going to be fun. Okay. Okay. All right. So this next, is a tease. this is a tease for our next video. Okay. So the next <laughs> you're, one you're is really mar good at marketing, by the way. No, no. Hey, you know, it's like there's no value. Like we're not going to tell our secret, like the secret sauce here. Um, okay. So the next one. What's that? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help you oh. in your hundred degrees. Okay. Yeah. Oh. The next one is marketing. The, the, the fourth dimension is marketing. Like marketing has a, how you market it. How effective is your marketing for your domain name? Can they, can you remember it? Right? Yeah. So what's great your example, for your buck? I think, right? The return on investment, the return on investment. Can they see that billboard? Can they easily remember it? What's the ROI from your domain name? Now that marketing, listen, all of these kind of go hand in hand, right? Marketing with branding, with industry positioning. Yes. But that's why they're the seven dimensions, right? I didn't do two dimensions, right? I mean, it, it's like, they all play in and when they, when they all come together perfectly, it creates like, it supercharges your brand to like this infinite, you know, like significantly more, right? Mm -hmm. So marketing, like obvious, seems obvious, right? I mean, your internet, digital, digital, but how effective is your marketing? How effective is your brand, your domain name, help your marketing? Now this can go once again in several different ways, right? Depending upon the type of brand that you choose. So is it, does it match consumer intent? And that's one of the things that we say is like, with a category defined domain name, the power is that it matches consumer intent. Like consumers are looking for a product. The intent is there that with maybe the description of your product, right? So let's say you are in the, the, crypt, the encryption space for emails. Okay. And there's a lot of like really tough domain names and brands in that space, right? A couple of good ones, right? Like Barracuda encryption, right? I mean, you're thinking, you know, Barracudas, Ooh, yeah. I guess they have like really sharp teeth, right? Um, but so it's like marketing. How well does it help your cause? How well does it match consumer intent? If it doesn't match consumer intent, like um, how well is it easy to remember, right? So there's different, there's different facets of marketing that's not just, right? So that, this, this is where your domain strategy and portfolio comes in. Like some companies don't have, many of the companies don't have just one, one domain name, right? So ClickFunnels has... ClickFunnels.com, ExpertSecrets.com, right, which is their book. That's marketing, right? You can easily find it. Now, it wasn't like GetExpertSecrets.com. It was ExpertSecrets.com, right? Mm -hmm. He paid some money for that, I'm sure. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Should we yeah. go on or is that, is that good enough? No, I think that's, that's great, especially if you want I mean, to do another. Uh, you know, Chris, normally we do a whole I'm show down um, new interviews. I, I'm, I'm loving you. You're like, hey, this is what we're doing for the next one. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, let's hope we don't run out of material. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're going to run out of material. Oh, you know, we, we, could, we could hit each of these for one show, really. I mean, marketing, we could go in depth into marketing with case studies and examples and just talking like how domain impacts marketing. How does like, like branding strategy, the, like we said earlier, right? The sub brand strategy, the marketing strategy, brand protection. Yeah. Okay. The next one is SEO. I did a blog on this. And so I think this needs to be highlighted because you have to read this blog. It's very in depth on how domain impacts, impacts SEO. So an interesting story. So when I first started, remember Tess, like the first year and I was broken in domain name and I, I got with this executive in this big company in California, right? It was in the, in the, in the insurance space. And she's like, SEO is like, domain names are dead. SEO, you know, like there's no value. 
And oh, like, they all say like Google made some update and now it doesn't matter if your keyword is in your domain. That like they all say uh, that, right? That's okay. Mark that down for another show, and that is algorithm changes. Oh. Seriously, we could, we could do a whole show on algorithm changes. Okay. And and the power of domain. So in this example, that's still well, like actually night, I have um I guess if we're teasing things, we can we can tease a lot. Um I um <laughs> We have um, um, someone coming on. I don't know. I, I'm not going to. Awesome. I'll think about it. I want to watch that because that, that's one area. Listen, I'm learning as much as people on Domain Sherpa, okay? I'm not, like, I've only been, this business, been in this business for three and a half years. I'm learning this. Yeah. Like, this is new for me. So, I, I mean, I'm excited about that interview. Good, me too. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can say Rand Fishkin, um, founder of SEO software company Moz and co-founder of the online marketing community inbound.org. Um, Never heard of the guy. Oh, don't say that. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You're kidding me. He's like a legend. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. <laughs> I know. It's a big deal. So, yeah, um, so really exciting. That's not going to be for a little while, um, but um, I will make a note to ask him about that. Yeah. Awesome, Algorithm awesome. changes. Check, check. So let me finish this story, right? So she came back and I remember three and a half years ago, like I didn't have much experience. Like I really didn't even know SEO, right? And you I'm worked pretty... super, super hard to get a hold of this lady. Oh, you, yeah. You know, yeah, to get her, yeah, yeah. to get in front of her. And she trusted and respected you enough to give her her time. But yeah. then she was like. She crushed my frame. Just crushed it. Like crushed me. Like my frame and her frame, like boom, like all on top of me. <laughs> And so that, that really led me to answer the question, why are domain names important for SEO? And that's why I did that blog, that in-depth blog. Now we have some of our clients are the best SEO experts out there. And I think after that blog, Andrew's like, oh, they said you're spot on, Chris. You're right there. Like yeah. you for SEO. But it's very important for domains impact your SEO. They impact how you get backlinks. They impact like if people even want to backlink to you, they impact the clarity that, that you bring. Um, a, a definite, I mean, you just got, I just, I'm gonna leave it there. Like read the article. We can come back and we probably should do a show on SEO. That's like, I'm just breaking that article down on SEO. Okay, I had something yeah. else, but I just, so, I forgot so, it. So facet number five is SEO. Learn more, that, yep. you know, more, there, there are tons of resources, but the fact is SEO is today. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. So now my new response is like, when someone comes back and says, hey, my SEO guy says we don't need it. I say, well, you know what? You should really fire your SEO team because they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, that response is great. You know, I like, boom, it's super, it's supercharged. So my negotiation, I don't say it every time. Right. But that's my response back. It's like, hey, fire your SEO team because they do not know what they're talking about. Yeah. Domain names absolutely 100% unequivocally impact your SEO. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is most people don't understand SEO. So they just trust whatever their guy says. Everybody's got a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And, and the fact <laughs> is if, if their guy doesn't know a lot of times, I mean, I've been working in this space forever and I, there seem to be a higher percentage than in the normal population of people who just act like they know Right. And everybody else like feels like they're not cool because they don't know. And so they're like, well, that must be the way it is. Right. I mean, I don't know why. I'd say that would make like, I can imagine a commercial with that. Okay. Like, Hey, do you know? No, I don't know. You don't know. What do you mean? You don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Like what SEO? What? You don't know SEO. 
<laughs> we, I got the commercial ends with SEO.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be a funny. No, you know what it should end with? Media options is brokering. Um, I didn't tell you this. Um, the, our scheduled call right after this, I was going to tell you. Um, we just got ROI.com under contract. Oh, boom. And I'll tell nice. you, if you want some SEO ROI. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a get, huge get one. Get a domain I name. I love that one. I love yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, get to work. Now you don't have time for this call. Go Okay, all right. Why don't we wrap this up here? So the next one is email security. Uh, I think we should link to Drew's, his, his video that he did at, he did it at, the Amazon headquarters. Amazon, I'm talking about email security. Email security is huge. I mean, the amount of emails, I mean, it takes five minutes. And once again, I did a blog on this too. And it takes five minutes. Catch all email, you get all their emails. And let me tell you something, it's very, very real. You can, like the emails that come through, you can see it. And it happens all day long. I mean, the quality of domains that we have, we see the emails come in. And that's one of the things that, that, I think Drew in that, that video, he says that a major pharmaceutical company bought their domain because they didn't realize the security risk that they had. It's a major security risk, depending upon the vertical you're in and your brand. Yeah, it's called email bleed. And it is not called like email whoopsie. It is called bleed because bleeding is life and death. Um, right. Like I have seen things. Chris, I don't know if you've just heard about it or if you've like seen Emails. I, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've seen emails, probably not to your extent, but I, I've seen, I mean, yeah, absolutely. We see the emails coming through. Oh, it can be scandalous. I mean, the things <laughs> you don't think that your employees could send or receive or your clients, you know, I, I've seen, you know, people's driver's licenses, people's passports, people's social yeah. security numbers, healthcare, healthcare, healthcare. Like what is that? Well, HIPAA is ever, like, how can a company stay in business with like a billion HIPAA violations? And I'm not talking about from the customer. I'm talking the employees of the company How? spending HIPAA yes. stuff, meaning to send it internally and they're sending it externally. Whoopsie. And then what? like WikiLeaks quality stuff. Like let's say, okay, this is a real example. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. C-suite executive <laughs> checks in to a hotel the hotel sends his bill to the wrong email address. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying what I saw on that bill wow. was WikiLeaks quality because of who he was. Right. Because wow. of what he was. So number one, be ethical. Number two, watch your emails. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real test. And here's the thing. Like I did a post on this or, or a blog or whatever. Like, hey, stop sending your emails to my, to me. Like, <laughs> seriously, it's like, like listen, it's their problem. They're sending it to the wrong email address. They yeah. don't own that domain name. So it's like, hey, stop sending, tell your customers to stop sending me emails. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, you know? And, and, and to your point, I mean, I, I've seen, there was one company, one guy reached out to me on this domain name. I can't tell you what it is, but it was, it was interesting because Kind of with the bleed, the subject of bleed, right? Well, it's interesting from a traffic standpoint. So this company, this company went out. It was in the um, I can't even tell the vertical because you'd probably know it. But they 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 created a new brand. They did a marketing campaign, spent millions of dollars in marketing, but they didn't own the domain name or like one that was similarly close to it. And they were driving all the traffic to this guy's similar, his a competitor of him, his his site. 
And he was getting emails. He was getting customer service emails, customer service phone calls. More importantly, he was getting traffic. And he asked me, he's like, well, hey, should reach out to him and try to sell it? I said, I mean, you're a competitor. First, you know, well, I'm not going to tell what I said <laughs> in case it violates something. I don't know. But I mean, it was like, it's very real. Like, listen, that's a whole nother topic is how, like when you have the bad domain name, you literally are driving traffic to a competitor, to another branch, another industry, but you're driving, you're giving them traffic. Yep. And I think we see it today. One of the domains that Drew owns, it's a coin domain. He see it today, like Binance bought one of the domains and like all of a sudden Drew's seen massive traffic increase in this domain name. Yeah. All because they bought this domain name. They don't know this other one, which is similarly close. Go figure, yeah. right? So yes. email, bleeding, most security. Hey, you didn't want to say just now, um, and I know you didn't do anything, like you would never do anything unethical. You just mean, you know, you're worried for how somebody might perceive it or whatever. But I'm going to say, we have not talked about this, but a lot of times in a situation like that, it, some an owner might wait for an inbound inquiry ah. to position themselves where they're not going to get you know, a potential lawsuit, even if they know they own the domain first, they own the brand right. or the trademark first or whatever. But, you know, some people are nervous. So I would say, you know, to larger corporations, there's a lot of value in acquiring a domain, in outbound seeking a domain ah, instead of just point. assuming, well, it's not for sale and he's using it. Well, I mean, I love how Drew says anything's for sale. It's right, right. price. You know, and, and of course, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's brokered and traded it for ham. So he doesn't just mean money. You know, I mean, one of the biggest deals we did with, I, I don't think we can say who, but I mean, oh, it's sure. like blow your mind who, um, they didn't want to sell a domain. It was his personal initials. And in the end, um, what closed the deal was a, um, a donation, a very right. sizable donation to one of their charities, you know, so it's not always about. Okay. Um, well, do you want to, do you want to, are we saying that now or do you want to? No, sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. just on my tangent. Okay. So we're, we're at the grand finale here, Chris. Um, number seven. Okay. Number seven. This is it. This is the last one. You're done with me after this. <laughs> I just realized that I was clicking my pen yeah, I think in the last video, someone said, don't do this. Listen, I'm like part ADHD, part something else. And so if that is loud, please like, sorry, it, I won't have a pen next video. But yeah, so You'll product- have a cigar next, most of the time when I talk to Chris, he's got a cigar. Yeah, yeah, I may have a cigar, I like that. So the next one is this, is product, it's, it's being able to product pivoting and expansion. So if your domain name, like, like pigeonholes you in a certain industry, a certain area, that's not good, right? So most, the seventh dimension is, is a domain name that allows you to expand your product offering. Now, a great example of this is Zen Payroll, okay? They acquired and rebranded to gusto.com. And they did that, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of like articles out there, but they did that because they realized that they wanted to be more than just payroll. Like Zen Payroll, I think they probably, I don't know if they tried to acquire Zen.com or who owns it. I imagine it's very expensive, but um, they rebranded. Their name is Zen Payroll. They do payroll and only payroll. Yes, and yeah, so if yeah. If they want to pivot their product or expand, then Gusto is something. Yeah, great. actually Zen.com Zen is available. 
<laughs> acquisition. I don't know the history there. So anyways, they needed to rebrand. And for whatever reason, they decided to go with Gusto.com. Now, could they have gone with Zen.com? Yeah, they probably could have. Maybe that wasn't the exact ethos of the mission that they wanted. I don't know. I know this, though, is that they had to rebrand. Yeah. Okay. They were more than just Zen payroll. They wanted to do more than just payroll. If you look at the, the interviews with the, with the founder. And so they, they rebranded to Gusto. Now, great job. I mean, it hits the seven dimensions here. Gusto.com, perfect. But that's what a domain allows you to do. It, it doesn't pigeonhole you. It allows you to expand your product. allows you to own the positioning and come out with new things. Like, you don't know where your company's going to go. You really don't, right? So, I mean, when you own that, if you get, like, if it's something software, okay, great. Yeah, you're probably in software for a while, okay, if it's too niche like that. But anyways, you don't know where you're going to go. Product positioning, God bless you. Product positioning and and being able to expand is the seventh dimension. It's a very important dimension. And once again, building the foundation up front with a quality domain name allows you to expand. It allows you to, to as you get bigger, I mean, most people don't go into business thinking, well, I'm, I'm just going to get to this level and stop. <laughs> right? I mean, you're thinking, hey, I'm going to get into it and I'm going to dominate. I'm going to crush my competition. I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm going to retire to an island somewhere, right? That's your, your mission. Yeah. So make sure that you're set up properly up front. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And you know, um, this is awkward, but I can't resist. Um, no, I think it's great because um, if you think of um, your pivot like this, so sorry, our primarily male audience and you, Chris, um, Okay. but right. Okay. There's like this revolution happening in like the tampon industry. And, okay. but if you look at their domain names, they're all really pivotable. Nobody's like different kind of tampon.com. They're right, right. fits.com. She thinks.com. Mm. Um, right. So, I mean, and that is basically kind of what, what can you say? If it's not the radio test, it's the pivot test. Like product expansion, right? Yeah. There. And, and I think that, Probably in that industry, I don't know where they're going to expand to, but but, right, right. Um, but that they're speaking to something deeper. It's the basic Dale Carnegie. You know, I want flexibility. Right. Um, right. So in all sorts of things in my life. And so I think in, in pivoting is more speaking to something like that. And so if there is a radio test for um, how your name sounds, Maybe there's a tampon test for how your right. how your, your I'll, I'll, ability, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's, it's important. It's consumer intent too. Like consumer intent is very important, right? So consumer yeah. intent, the pivot. I mean, yeah, it's that's a great example. I mean, to how the I mean, like it's just so applicable. You could hit an industry. Maybe you know, it'd be interesting to do tests. Is like do a show where we hit an industry and we just kind of like, you know, I don't know how that would look, but like you have a couple of Sherpas on. And they say, okay, talk to us like, talk to us about this industry, the like seven dimensions or whatever, whatever key bullet points there are. And like you, you, you dissect it, right? I because like that. you usually go into this and talk about each industry and where they're at. And um, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I like it. I don't know. Well, Anyways, well, that's it. We're done. We did it. <laughs> they're we like, goodbye. It. I'm not dead yet. I'm dying, almost dying. Okay, Chris, you're awesome. Thank okay. you. This was super valuable, I think. Really fun. Um, let's do it again. Awesome. Thanks, Tess. All right.
Okay. Cheers. Come again. Bye, Sherpa Bye. Network. See you soon. Thanks.